We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. So we are going to go ahead and listen and react to this media availability from for Jeff Saturday from yesterday. Uh, he had you know this media availability because after the game, and we're going to react to this and see how we feel about it. I think he had a few sound bites on the game itself and on, you know, a couple things that might be kind of interesting. So we'll just go ahead and quickly react to this video and we'll see what we can come away with this here. Uh, I was a tough loss yesterday, disappointing, and uh, just talked to the team about finishing on a positive note. Got one more opportunity, got to make the most of it. And uh, so we're, we're, we're moving to that. All right, Nate Atkins. Hey, Jeff, got a couple for you here. Just first off, do you have an update on Nick Foles, just how he's feeling right now? Uh, yeah, Nick's uh, really sore, obviously, in the, uh, the whole side of his body. And, um, yeah, obviously he, his, uh, he took a massive shot there, landed on the ball. And uh, so a lot of pain. And uh, I, he, he, he'll be down this week. Yeah, I mean, I've felt that before. Anyone that's ever had a football go right into their side, they they know how hard that is. Um, and that is a, a thing. I'm not sure if he'll mention it in this or not, but uh, it, it Sam Ellinger is going to start this week uh, with Nick Foles being down. So Sam Ellinger is supposed to get the start in case anyone doesn't quite know that yet. Okay. And uh, we asked yesterday about that hit, but uh, one thing we didn't get into was Kayvon Thibodeau's celebration doing the – snow angels on the field. I was just curious how you felt about that. And um, just as a, as a coach and a former lineman, do you, do you wish you, your own lineman had maybe done a little bit more in that moment to either protect Nick or get him off or just what are your thoughts of that whole situation? Yeah. Tasteless uh, from the, from the celebration afterwards, just, you know, trash, not a fan of it at all. Um, and uh, where I'll leave it. I mean, you could definitely see he was, um, he was holding back on what his thoughts were there. Um, Jeff saying that it was tasteless and it was trash that Thibodeau made, did that celebration again. Like I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on the celebration um, originally, but then, you know, I saw that he looked over and saw that Foles was uh, on the ground there still next to him and still did it. Uh, yeah, it was very, it was very ignorant to do that in that, 
situation and be there in that spot. And of course, you know, Jeff Saturday being a former lineman himself, you know, he tells you, tells it like it is like, I, I probably would have done something. I don't like the fact that our offensive lineman didn't do anything about it. Uh, kind of, kind of gives you the understanding guys. And we, I've kind of been saying this on social media and a few other things over the last few days, but just doesn't seem like the culture's there, right? Like, I mean, that that's, that's supposed to be a brother to you. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the backup quarterback, doesn't matter if it's the last guy on the roster somewhere, you, you got to defend the people who are on your team. And the fact that nobody took offense to it until talking about it after the game, shows like where this Colts team is at, especially on the O-line's perspective. Greg Doyle. That was kind of my question, but I'll ask you another one. Are you going to talk to them about that? Besides, they might read this in the print. Are you going to let them know that can't happen anymore? Yeah, we'll have a discussion about it. Thank you. Mike, Mike Chappell. Jeff, obviously, but with, with Nick down, is Matt – Back up, or will you go? Will you stick with Sam, or have you decided what you're doing at quarterback? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sam uh, Chap. I'm gonna, Sam's gonna be our guy. I was uh, I was happy with the way he played yesterday when he came in. Um, you know, didn't do everything perfect, but I thought his energy was good. I thought uh, he he worked the ball down the field. And and in all fairness to him, at the end of the game, we just you know we 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 kind of pulled off knowing where we were and uh, only one quarterback you know healthy, so to make sure we kind of protected him for for this week with Matt being down. So, uh, but but I thought that that he was aggressive and and attacked the field. Uh, and so yeah, it'll be it'll be Sam this week with with Matt backing up. James Boyd. That was my question, so I'm good. Kevin Bowen. Jeff, if Sam would have gotten hurt in the second half on Sunday, who would you have gone to? Oh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into who it was, but we had we had already had a plan. We had discussed that um before and, and we discussed it at halftime and uh, knew knew which way we were going, you know, wristbands prepared, kind of the whole deal that you get ahead. So yeah, we have a guy, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it out there, but yeah, we had a plan. Yeah, so that's a very interesting thing. Like they were saying, yeah, if if Ellinger had gotten hurt and you know, since Matt Ryan was inactive during that game, who would have been the quarterback? And my guess is is it might have been Jelani Woods. Uh Jelani Woods has played quarterback at one point in his career, uh early in his career, you know, when he was a high schooler and even in his first year in college, that's what he was. So, you know, I would expect that might have been what they had happen and of course, you know, he's not going to say it because, you know, if if something were to happen, on uh, if something were bad were to happen in week 18, then you know you don't want to give away that uh idea of that going forward. Bob Kravitz, Jeff, in the seven eight weeks that you've been doing this, what are the biggest lessons that you've learned about this position? Biggest lessons, um, I'm a I'm a yeah, I'm not. I, not a losing sucks. I am not a fan of where we are as, as uh, you know, we have, we have not done as well as I had hoped. I knew it was going to be hard. Um, I knew we were going to be challenged in a lot of areas, but the frustration doesn't change. I feel bad for the players, man. These guys, you know, they fight and um, work each week 
and obviously the results aren't good. And so, we, we, you know, trying to finish off strong. But, you know, when you talk about lessons, I'll have more time when the season's over to reflect. Uh, but obviously, you know, from an offensive perspective, that's probably been my largest frustration. And when you're, you know, when you're undermanned from a coaching staff perspective, and then it's not, you know, it's showing up on offense and and you're seeing it. And and again, these coaches are putting in the maximum amount of time and energy and effort, but it doesn't show on the field. There's uh there's frustration there. So uh, I'd be lying if I told you I, I go home, you know, feeling good about it. It frustrates the daylights out of me. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's where we stand. The record is what it is. Um, we've played some close games. We've done all those kinds of things. That's that's uh, that's neither here nor there, right? The record is what it is and trying to change it and get another win in the, under this thing, but frustrated. But as far as like overall lessons, Bob, I, I, I won't even think about that until after the season. Yeah, it sucks for Jeff because, I mean, again, he was put into an impossible situation, you know, with this coaching. Uh, situation that he was hired into you know this offense is was one of the worst offenses in the nfl before he even got there and you know one of the worst offenses in indianapolis history and you know on top of it you know was put into that situation and it hasn't gotten any better at all really um except for a few games but uh clearly it, it's hurting him just as much as the next guy but of course, you know, it falls on his shoulders as well. You know, you want him to do better. You want him to get these guys ready. Uh, clearly he wants to, it's just not really working for him right now. If I can follow up real quick, being undermanned in the coaching on the coaching side, how does that manifest itself on the field of play? Um, I think just from a, from a being able to, to, to find different ways, being able to attack defenses in different ways. Again, when you think about all the different phases of an NFL game, whether that's four minute, backed up, two minute, you know, red zone, tight red, back, you know, it, it, however you want to break down how you do it offensively. Um, there, there's a lot of different pieces and parts as you're putting a, a game plan together. And so you have to limit the amount of plays you can put in there if you only have so many people or how much time is going into each section. So I would tell you when you're, when you're trying to get your game prepped and defenses decide to play you a certain way or a different way, you know, so as you're going down the scroll, um, that's the that's the part that becomes difficult. So uh, again, it's not an excuse, Bob. It's it's reality, and and uh, that's where we are. And, and no, no, you know, nobody nobody's going to feel sorry for you. I don't expect it. Um, I really don't care. At the end of the day, I'm frustrated that it's not better than it is, and and uh, I'd like to see better results. And we just it just hasn't hasn't happened that way. So clearly, mentioning you know the underwhelmingness of you know the coaches especially on the offensive side to get things put into perspective and to get things better for each Sunday to win games uh we all know it the Colts offense of staff especially has not been great all season long so you know things have to change from that perspective and we know changes are coming so you know nothing really new to that thanks Jeff. all right last one Zach Kiefer Jeff, kind of on that same note, when I've talked to head coaches in the past, they've always said that it's such a big step from an OC or DC job, right? There's nothing that really prepares you. Your situation was very different. You've talked about how hard this was going to be from the beginning. Has this humbled you in terms of 
jumping right into the top job or was it what you expected? No, and I told you this last night is that, I mean, I, this is what I expected. I mean, from a, from a difficulty perspective, listen, man, there's, uh, you could look throughout the league. There's been guys who've been coaching a long time, great coordinators, and they've won three games, four games, five games, whatever it is, right? One game. I mean, so, you know, my, my length of whatever, uh, I, I don't, I don't assign to the, the, the struggles. I mean, like you said, people talk about it all the time and I can't tell you how many coaches have come to me after each game or called me personally and had discussions discussions about, like you said, they, all of them say I wasn't prepared for this, or I'm, I was working to get prepared for this, or I'm learning on the job for this. Um, and so, no, I, I knew it was going to be difficult and, and, and it, you know, all, all the preparation in the world that people are talking about, I don't have, or whatever that looks like, um, you know, the, the, the coaches who have been there forever, the records could still be the same. So I, I don't think the record is indicative of, of that. It's the, it's the process and trying to get this thing uh, on the right track, man. And that's the, that's the frustration for me because ultimately it comes down to putting the players in the best chance to win. Um, and, and that's what we're trying to get done. And unfortunately we haven't done enough of it. All right, James Boyd, one more last one here. Um, just a quick update. Do you? I know you said uh, Nick will be down this week. Do you expect a few guys to be back, like Kylan, like Kenny, like Ashton, at all? Uh, we, I haven't had that meeting yet, James. We'll have that here this afternoon, um, and we'll get even more clarification tomorrow. But I'm hopeful that those guys can get up and get ready and play. But we haven't had that. We haven't had that meeting yet. All right. Well, that's it for that one, guys. Uh, Jeff Saturday again, handling it like a pro with what has been going on with this Colts team and how things are going to go. Um, you know, again, it's approaching the end of the season. Colts know where they're at. And, you know, obviously some changes are coming and we will just see what happens in the long run. But uh, definitely was interesting to hear him talk about the O-line and uh, having a meeting with the O-line about, you know, why uh, their quarterback was on the ground in pain and was being mocked uh, and nobody did something. So be very interesting to see what happens from here and see what happens with this Colts team week 18 against Houston. Who's coming into who's coming into town and we'll see if they pull off the win or if they end up with a loss. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let me know your thoughts on this. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.